One, two, three, four. Hodgson around to Carey. Hodgson lassoed by Callis. Look at Callis. Look at Callis. And the All Blacks starting quickly. And that's a set. And away goes for Lau. I don't think they are running down. Kicks it. Takes it. That is a blinder from Nathan Lyon. Callis. Big time back. The boy can't running down. Oh boy. Where are we? Big boy. <laughs> Season 2, episode 25, about to come at you now. Thank you for listening to Gumnut Sports. We have another action-packed week of sports to talk to you all about. There's lots going on in the world, isn't there? World Cup, mm. still going on. Origin, happened on a Sunday. Now, a, is now over. Yeah. Is now over. Boo. Um, but also, we have the regular codes kind of doing their thing. Well, And by regular codes, I mean the AFL. And we're going to be discussing today... Uh, what we would do to create our own Gumnut High Performance Training Group. Very interesting areas there. And also, we're going to bring back something from the archives. We're going to bring back Fisho's Fact or Fiction. But Huge. first, boys, as I mentioned, it was a epic weekend of sport. What did we learn? Well, I can see Jack's got a big piece of A3 paper here with lots of, <laughs> lots of scrawled words on it. But I bet what he doesn't have... Is that I was right? Ooh, it's bittersweet. I like I like I was right. Well, well I was right um, about Freddie, as in ah. big Freddie. Wasn't that my prediction? No, 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 no. I said um, uh, Brad Fittler would um, he'd win. I think he, I said he'd be the hero because if you look at his uh, his performance history, he's very good early on. Right? Oh, so okay. for the Chooks, mm. ah, yeah, he right. won a few in a row early, then was terrible. Lebanon, got them to the first round, then they crashed out. Origin, you only need, like, you need to win two games and you've got it. <laughs> Shortest a, season ever. It's he's, almost, he's almost the perfect coach for that gig. Exactly. So I, I mean, like the way that he picked Ben Hunt. <laughs> oh. Learning over someone else. Go. So, someone, someone made a really good point. That's the sa- the bit where Hunt gave away the penalty try. It's the same spot of the ground where he dropped the ball for the grand final oh, a few years ago. I'm not sure. Hell. I'm not sure what's a bigger blight: the penalty try or the kick into the in goal on the third tackle. That was. Oh. That was. I was. Bad. I was listening on a plane, and that would have been so much more frustrating. Uh, it, but. When the pilot keeps interrupting when stuff's happening to go, please, you know, assume the braced position or like <laughs> uh, if, if the plane crashes, please don't put your life jacket on until <laughs> you fucking get out of the plane, which kind of felt like what was happening in the game. <laughs> ben, ben Hunt put his life jacket so, on on the third and yeah. then drowned the team. Yeah, so, so genuinely when you said when the pilot keeps interrupting to say, please assume the braced position, I thought he was having a wisecrack. I thought this was a story about a pilot with a sense of Wow, and it was just infuriating because I didn't have Wi-Fi on my plane, but Joe did, so I was not oh. able to watch the game. I had to listen to it on fucking shitty tinny Qantas speakers because I had these. Fuck- I had my fucking wireless headphones. <laughs> Disaster. Um, which is a good uh, insight into my mental state. Tom, my <laughs> learning is don't have a sports team at all. At none. none. None whatsoever. What you should do instead to maximise your happiness is to celebrate the majesty of, of sport by only watching neutral games. Yes. Don't get attached. The happiest I've felt in weeks was watching Spain-Portugal go to a 3-0 draw. 
Three I'm having all. a bad run. Three all draw, that one. Um, I'm having a bad run, you and are. I think we all are, it's fair to say. The Socceroos are down for the count. The Wallabies have lost through a combo of game management and more shit refing. Australian cricket 5-0 against England, including a uh, world record-breaking score. Mm. Queensland have lost the series, and you know what? I've run out of energy. Even the Swans had a bye. There's nothing <laughs> left for me here. I'm tired, and I don't want to anymore. That is my learning. Oh, buddy. I like the bye. I feel like Jack needs a big hug. You, you like the bye? I like the bye. Because you, can, you can't lose. Although can't I did, lose I, a bye. I yeah. did see a headline this week that said that Parramatta will probably lose their bye. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a Batuta article. He'll somehow lose the bye. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'll kick us off. And I, I, I wish I was picking us up here. But following on from Jack's learning of don't have a sports team, I've got to back it up with don't have a sports stadium. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, He's doing it again. Uh, the Wallabies played Ireland at Allianz on Saturday. So, Tom, you and I went uh, with a few of our other friends. Uh, should have been great game. Sold out. Lots of really passionate. It was packed. Uh, packed. I've like, it, was it, was a, a, it was a crowd. It was a world record crowd at Allianz. Yes. Never in the <laughs> world so has it been the biggest. <laughs> um, it was, objectively, if you take the heartbreak out, it was a good close game of rugby. It was tense right till the end. It should have been a fantastic night. Except seven minutes into the first half, I left to get beer. I got back to my seat 35 minutes into the first half. Holy fuck. That's 27 minutes for people going on at home, for people counting along. I then, at the start of half time, went to the bathroom. (laughs) I got back to my seat seven minutes into the second half. So for those counting along at home, I missed 34 of the 80 game minutes. That's 42.5% of the game I paid $90 for. And furthermore, they put up advertising screens at the back. And because we were sitting in the second row, these actually blocked the view when the goal was close to the try line. And to cap it off, Tom, you almost didn't make it into the stadium because there was yeah, usually long Yeah, I almost didn't make it into the stadium because um, the ticket machines were all down. Like, on like the way five in. minutes before kickoff. Who's <laughs> running this? The Irish? <laughs> like, like... Look, this is a 42,000-seat stadium that has been sold out for weeks. They famously held lots of games before. They knew a lot of people. They knew it was Australian and Irish fans here, and they can't organise a fucking bar line. Why the fuck are they allowed to sell out if they can't fucking run it? So you say you were away for how many minutes? 34. Of the 80. That, that's that's game minutes. I missed the halftime break and a few other instances. Now, now was that... More or less than 90 minutes in real terms based on the amount of time that was spent refereeing yeah. contentious decisions. Look, um, I don't know how many days passed with the stoppages <laughs> in the games. Uh, was, All that, you know is you got back this morning. Yeah. <laughs> he slept under uh, a beard. So that, 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 that's... <laughs> that's my, crying, oh, into, I, crying into a I, beer tray. It's I, I, I forgot it. After I spent... 27 minutes in line and got to the front. To Allianz's credit, I was in the beer line and I asked for a pie and they didn't make me line up again. They gave me one. But after they charged me for the pie and paid for it, they came back and said, sorry, there's none ready right now. Would you like a sausage roll instead? Oh that tears it. That is I think that's, that's it. It's the weekend is a sausage roll when you wanted a pie. So the funny, I, the, Sorry, Fisho, yeah. just before you wrap it up, the funniest part, detail of this that Fisho has missed is that when he went to the bathroom, right, we'd already given him so much shit because like, oh, mate, you've missed most of the first half. Like, we, we feel so sorry for you because Fisho was nice enough. Like, we all knew it was going to be... A shitstorm, but Fisher was nice enough to go get the first round 
there was not a second. <laughs> um, but Fisho has downed his beer so quickly he needs to go to the bathroom. So Fisho goes to the bathroom and, as he says, 15 minutes pass and then he comes back and he goes, guys, I muffed that up royal. I was actually standing in the line for the disabled toilet yes, that the is whole true. time. And then by the time I got to the front, I'd already come so far, so I just stuck in. <laughs> In my defence, there was this massive light. That yeah, fuck it. <laughs> so, so that that's my learning. Everyone who's saying, like oh, it sounds like you belong there based on that decision. <laughs> um, everyone who's saying, oh, why do we need to knock down Allianz? I, I get it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's very, very, uh, very, very good. Tom, what's your learning? Please bring us back up. <laughs> um, my learning will be a little bit controversial given the result, but I tell you what, I did not mind Saturday, Sunday Night Origin. I actually thought it, mm. I thought it was interesting. I thought it would ruin my week, but no, it was just an awful end to my week. You it was know what good I mean? footy. It was good footy. It was good footy and like Sunday afternoon, so not even Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, mm. yeah. there's not really a lot of sport on and it, I did th- think it was a really cool way to yeah. cap off the weekend. Tom, I thought that moving Origin was a fucking disgrace. <laughs> now let me tell you why. Origin is on a Wednesday and do you know why it's on a Wednesday? Because I don't fucking do anything on Wednesdays. I do do things on Sundays. Now, the result of them moving it to Sunday means that I didn't know it was going to be on the Sunday, so I just booked it in because there's no risk around the origin period of origin being on a Sunday, except in this instance where origin was on a fucking Sunday. Thus, I've missed the game and I've had to listen to it on the fucking headphones on the plane and Ben Hunt apparently sucks and I'm just not, I'm not happy, Tom. For those of you that weren't on a plane, it was a very pleasant evening. Was it? This week, the Adelaide Crows parted ways with their elite training supplier, Collective Minds. Now, Collective Minds were brought in to train at the mental side of Adelaide Crows players. And, well, last year it kind of worked. They made it all the way to the grand final. And do you blokes remember uh, when they were doing the anthems, the Adelaide Crows last year did power stance and stared down the other team? Yeah. And they they didn't move until the other team moved? Yeah, it's a classic play in like rugby union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, so, the 50% success rate play, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So I don't know what that means. They did it show. twice. They won one game and they lost the other. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that was all collective minds. So they were trying to train the mind, right? They were trying to make these athletes hard and tough in the mental side of the game. But that all has gone to shit this year because the Adelaide Crows have done atrociously. They're almost out of the eight, which is not good for a team that played in the premiership last year. Um, And a lot of people blame a camp that happened at the beginning of the year, a pre-season camp where the senior leadership group were blindfolded, put on a bus, pumped the Richmond theme tune, which is the team they lost to in the grand final, and dropped off in the middle of the Gold Coast hinterland and had to find their own way back to civilization. So some real, like scientific, hard, weird shit going on. So a lot of players didn't like it and it's been blamed for their lack of success this year. So pretty much seeing the silver lining, as Gumnut Sports always does, we see an opening. We see an opportunity. 
there are clubs out there that want to take their players to the next level and are looking for suppliers to do it. And Gumnut Sports, mm. as part of our elaborate sporting labyrinth of companies, is going to step into this space. But we need to design the program. So, boys, what are the things that we would do to our favourite sports teams to help them go to the next level, to be the ultimate athlete? Tom, I've got a really simple framework for you, and it's cult-like behaviours. I like it. Rajneeshi, they should all wear the same colour. Step one, (laughs) we need... Every team needs a cult of personality-like leader. Now, mm-hmm. this can be a player or it can be a coach or, in the case of Collingwood, it could be Eddie Maguire. <laughs> Step two, we need to marginalise all dissenters. Now, in the case of the Wallabies, this could look like marginalising James O'Connor, Kurtley Beale and Quade Cooper. Very easy. Step Just three... Sh- ship them off to some second division Queensland No, league. no, you need to actually give them a name and then just not invite them to things. It's very simple. <laughs> Eventually, as, as Kurtley showed, the talented ones will break and come back to you. <laughs> exactly. Strikingly similar to fascism at this point, but I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> great, great call, Joe, because step three is persecution. <laughs> <laughs> we persecute certain members of society. Now, for the winner Manly Seagulls, that means... Uh, persecuting the manly contingent because uh, the Warringah bit does not work. (laughs) And finally, you need a doomsday bit. You need the one thing that would make the club go to war. Now, for back to Collingwood as my example, that's a Carlton Premiership, so I think we're safe for yes, now. Yes, I think that they're well but that's, uh, those are Those are my four principles for bringing the team together in a cult-like fashion to make us operate as more than just halves of a whole. Mm. Um, good start, Jack. I'm going to build on that. <laughs> good start with the fascism, Jack. Oh, uh, I'm going to build on that in a completely unrelated fashion. Um, now, so collective minds, it's an interesting approach they took, um, looking at what, like, a yoga sp- retreat. Well, sports psychology is the point of it. They, they're training the mind, right? Right. Um, I love because they, you, you guys can't see this because it's a podcast, but whenever we say the mind, we all... Kind of like hold our signal, hand next to our temple. hold our hands to our temples and just a third eye. Yeah, <laughs> um, training the mind. Uh, but I think they went around it the wrong way. So from the basic sports psychology I've picked up, you basically you want to create and from inv- the basic sports psychology I've picked up at the Australian Bureau of Statistics. Basic, the basic sports psychology I've picked up plus the one psych elective I did at uni, as everyone has done. Um, from what I understand, you want to create, you want to have like an environment where you're switched on, you're thinking about the game and your performance, and then you want to have your environment where you're not, right? Now, I think the traditional preseason where you're working really hard and practicing a lot blurs these two together because it's supposed to be your rec time and you're thinking about the game, and then you get to the actual season and you're just too burnt out and you need to think about your rec time, right? So that's why you get people pissing on bars. That's why you get all the scandals and all that because <laughs> they just need to relate. the season. <laughs> So what I propose is you just have silly season, but rather than it goes for Mad Monday, it goes for the entire preseason. You get out everything. So the second, the second purge. So the week before the season starts, you're on. Right, that's it. You're focusing about the game. You're thinking it all through, and then you. So mentally, you're just thinking about footy for that seven months, mm. and then you come out, and then you're just thinking about public urination for six months. Okay. What I, what, what happens between the games? Well, no, so that you're in season then, right? So right. you need to. So you're you are only still allowed focusing. to think about sport then. That's when we get the Richmond theme song playing 
in people's beds point, <laughs> for point, seven months. Point I'd like to make. Steve Smith was suffering from insomnia because he was only thinking about cricket. And look how he's going. I mean, he's, I, he's in Canada and he's very relaxed. Yes. Uh, you know what I think the problem with the current, this, this thing you've described is in Adelaide, uh, the, the Adelaide club thing. They put it on the fucking Gold Coast. What good has come out of the Gold Coast? Agree, agree. And I think that's where we need to go next. We've gone from kind of a high level approach strategically with a cult and then with Fisho <laughs> um, psychologically. But I think we need to get into the nitty gritty. And what I've done is I've kind of, uh, I've kind of come from the outside in. And what I'm thinking is that really when we're looking at the, the, uh, the tactics, it's all too tech focused. Right? It's become about what GPS browser they're wearing. Let's look at the data. Let's look at this. Let's look at that. Let's look at every aspect of a player to make them better. And it's micromanagement, boys. High tech does not equal high performance. Oh, that's good insight. Ooh. Australia's greatest sporting talent wasn't forged in GPS tracking technology. It was forged in, in GPS fire. Schools. And at GPS schools. <laughs> no, no, it was forged by using a golf club for batting practice of scrum mm, machines made yes. of old tractors and of Guernseys with collars and long sleeves that got really itchy when it was muddy. All right? And I know a place with none of this technology. It's called a prison. <laughs> Yeah. Why we, this is your solution last week. week. This is your yeah. solution last week. It was a prison. Remember Mitch Johnson, the greatest comeback of all time? <laughs> Remember he trained in a prison because he was like, what could be worse than the Bar Army? Oh, I know, a prison. Now, <laughs> I thought it was living at home with his wife. <laughs> no, it was his mum. It was his AKA mum's a issue. prison. <laughs> no, no, there are no mums here, boys. There are no <laughs> mums here. You, you, you're going to want a mum by the time you, uh, you hear me out here. Uh, the prison that we're going for is Fort Denison, the former fortress in Sydney Harbour, Australia's elite training facility. Everything we need is already there. There are conference rooms in the main tower, great acoustics. The gym is the armoury because you don't need barbells when you have cannonballs. It's the perfect team-building facility. And going on to um, Fischo's kind of – he's kind of – it kind of it brings together the best of both worlds because you've got Fisho's um, psychological in the game type uh, mentality, and then your kind of cult thing. Um, it's it's a team building facility because we'll have teams that have to live there during the preseason, but they'll be regularly attacked by groups of people dressed in period accurate bushranger guard <laughs> with live weaponry, and they'll need to defend the, the island to the last man. <laughs> Because, well, look, seriously, what better place for correcting Australia's sporting talent than I, a correctional facility? I was going to say, what better place to blood young talent? But literally, it really works when you're fucking shooting at them, doesn't it? Flintlock pistols at dawn. We put them in a prison. That's very good. But also, think about how high they'll jump for a specky if oh, they're man. not wearing Ned Kelly armor, armor afterwards. Exactly. Well, especially if they're it's trying like, to might... escape the prison by jumping the wall. It's, it's great. It's, the, it's Specky McGee in the Fort Denison Massacre. It's the eighth <laughs> book in the series. It's really good. It's a, Specky's been finally picked to play for Adelaide, but for some reason, he's on camp. <laughs> what about, do you think there's any merit in the training of the mind specifically because Adelaide is one of the only clubs that do it do you think that look, elite, look, athletes look. need to be focusing on that well, stuff or that, do you feel it's a bit higgledy piggledy from the fans perspective well just th- think about it this way how much how much do you think uh, an athlete's performance on the day is um, down to their physical attributes versus their mental attributes Ooh, what's, what's the split hunt. Ooh, se- yeah <laughs> exactly so, he's never been to prison so so <laughs> So whatever whatever you think that is, 
then think how much time they spend training their mental attributes versus their physical attributes. But there's a difference between just training your mind and this kind of stuff and then like match simulation. Because, Tom, you've hit on a, a good point here, which is that there's kind of this stuff which is fucking bullshit pseudoscience and then there's yeah. coping strategies to deal with fucking you fucked up. Like yeah. Ben Hunt, a classic example of when he's going well, he's going brilliant, but when he's going badly, he goes terribly because he has no coping strategies for, for dealing. He, he yeah. overplays his hand when he's fucked up because he tries to fix the situation yeah, yeah, as opposed to yeah. stop. You don't need to do, just play how you normally would. As mm, opposed, yeah. play your usual eight out of ten, as opposed to going for the ten out of ten play every time. Like, yeah, yeah. is it the? It, it'd be the difference between like someone be, giving you fucking electroshock shock therapy to deal with your depression and you're in a demons versus someone being like, just wake up in the morning morning and smile at yourself once in a while. Yeah, mm, fifty lashes. But I also think it's like with all no? that, with all that, with all the pseudoscience, right? Goal kicking rates. Like, yeah, what we, happens if? But they've never gone up because there's not enough trees. There are no trees <laughs> near. All right, okay. I agree with that. You said go kicking rates, and you said trees, and that was not linked to anything. <laughs> but I agree with Joe because he said I, I've written it down because I like it so much. High tech doesn't equal high performance. I looked into this uh, back end of last year or something like that. AFL top, the top range of AFL kickers in terms of their rate off the boot from set shots, it has never gone above sixty percent, and it's always around oh, the same bad. amount. Well, you know, like there's some variability in there, but it's never gone above 60%. And it's usually around the, for the top players, it's 55 to about 57%. Now, all the fucking psychological coaching in the world has done nothing to that. Mm. Clearly, there's an element of variability in there just from fucking conditions that mean that it's going to be very hard to get above 60%. That's the reality of the situation. Like, why the fuck are we bothering with this fucking mental conditioning shit where we play fucking Richmond songs? Like, how is playing a Richmond song over your fucking ears? It just feels like a... You know what it feels like? You remember? You guys remember the movie Zoolander? Yes. Yes. You know, uh, that's exactly uh, what Prime Minister of yeah. Malaysia, bad. You know, when relax, don't do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, literally that. So yeah. can you imagine if... Actually, that's a great way of thinking about it. Can you imagine if all this mental conditioning had worked? Mm. Right. Well, they beat Richmond, didn't they? They did beat They Richmond. need to hear the Richmond song. But they need to get triggered by the Richmond song. Maybe it did work. Maybe they got Hang triggered. Hang on a second. Richmond doesn't play the song before the game. They, no, they, they do, do when they, they run do. out. Hang on. There's triggers. And it was at the Richmond home ground as well, so they would have played it. South Africa, Rugby World Cup. They did. South Africans the, and the Cricket World Cup. The, t- the turnaround was they had to drink shit beer. Remember from the movie... Matt David yeah. goes, what does that taste like? And they go, tastes like shit. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> it tastes, yeah, yeah, it tastes yeah, like yeah. defeat. It tastes like shit. That's the trigger. So you, maybe it's about finding the trigger, the dog whistle so, for yeah. the so specific every, team you're so, coaching and you can turn them around. Yeah, so clearly the Crows trigger is the Richmond theme song, which is great. It's just too specific. Mm. Yeah, and maybe they're not using it enough because they only use it when they play Richmond. I, 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 only when they play Richmond away, yeah. which they've done the one time they will maybe do they should. Maybe they should be playing the Richmond song every week. Mm. Anyway, some interesting thoughts in there, but I think that if we hone it down mm. and if we create a prison with yes. fascist democratic political system yes that only happens during the season yeah yes we have the ideal high performance sports program it's got to be a doomsday and there's a tree there oh and there's why a is there a tree because you need something to aim at it's the energy Swisher. you need the energies from the tree you can't be serious man you cannot be serious that ball is on the line Fisho's fact or fiction have you guys been enjoying the world cup so far Oh, uh, yes and no. 
I haven't. I've enjoyed some of the scenes. Oh, the scenes! This show, I'm actually really liking it because the the games that I've watched have done the opposite to what usually happens during games. Usually, when I watch a football game, it's fucking rubbish and it's nil all. But of like the three games that I've watched, like half of them have had six goals. Yeah. Wow. Um, this wasn't my fact of fiction. This World Cup hasn't had a nil or draw yet. Wow. Football uh, is huge. on the up. It's like some other like things are that amazing, but yeah, I haven't gone into that. I've gone into one specific type of goal, and that's the penalty. Right. The spot now, kick. The, the spot kick, yes. Now, with the introduction of the VAR, it's not surprising that there's been a rise in penalties at this oh, World that's Cup. That's very true. But fact or fiction, at this stage, and note, before tonight, Monday night's games, we've played half the games at the World Cup. Right. At this stage, there's already been more penalties at this World Cup than at the last two combined. Ooh, wow. While we're talking about penalties, did anybody, did everybody see... It's like England is on a drug at the moment. The whole country's on a drug, and the drug is called success. And I know, yes. they, I know they only beat, pa- they beat Panama, of all people. Yes. But I saw a video on the internet of, like, a big sports hall when Harry Kane kicked the second penalty. Yes. And, like, it erupted. Like, people like, were throwing beer in the air. And it's, I know and it's 4-0. It's, like, yeah. like, it's, it's, it's against a canal. Yeah. You're playing yeah. against yeah. a canal. Also, um, <laughs> they don't have any... <laughs> Literally, Harry, their training field is the canal. Harry get either side well, of it. Harry made that exact. Yeah. made that exact joke at work today. <laughs> Harry Kane scored three goals in that game. Two were penalties. The third was a Panama defender kicked it into his shin and it rebounded into the goal. And did they credit credit him? Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he got hat trick. He's so leading goal scorer. Can't teach that. He kept the match ball. He he packed his bags and booked his match tickets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So the question again? Uh, fact or fiction, there's been more penalties at this World Cup so far than at the last two combined. So you said so far. So we're, I know we're half... Oh, and when I say so far, this was uh, after Saturday night's games. Yeah, okay. So, so this doesn't count Harry Kane's too. I'm going to say that that is a fiction just because we haven't played enough of this World Cup yet to quite get the amount of two. Question, is this the first World Cup with the expanded format? No. Ooh, no the, since 98, we've had 32 teams. In the first round? <laughs> yes. Are you doing Before that? that, they had 32 in the second round, Joe. <laughs> Look, the, the, reality here, the reality here is, you know what happens when you, you put technology in a game? Are you, you are you going to again? You get more decisions. Now, whether or not that's a good thing or not is up for debate, but the reality is that the Wallabies, the fucking Socceroos, rather, <laughs> I'm really triggered. The, the, the reality is the Socceroos have scored uh, two penalties. Uh, one of them was a VAR, correct? Both yes. were. Both were VAR. I think, I think the first one, they confirmed it with the VAR. Yeah. That is two penalties that we did not have in 2014 or 2010, so I'm going to say this is absolutely true. Te- technology makes decisions it's happen. Facts. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jack on this because anecdotally, I think I've watched about three games and there was at least one penalty in every game. And when I think back to um, 2014, 2010, how I wish there were penalties. Oh, for that Lucas Neal, if you're you're listening. Um, I can say though, remember that the VAR does work and I know it it favours giving the decision, but it also works the other way. Because the Neymar, Neymar, that was great. Neymar, for example, there was an original penalty called, 
but then upon inspection of the VAR, he took a blatant dive. Yeah, he did. He did yeah. a matrix. Yeah, he he got like a little tug on his shirt, and then there was a full matrix on his uh, on his behalf, like flailing arms and falling backwards, and the and the ref it's was just, just like. Mate, you have an alarm. It's uh, just oh, faith man. somewhat restored, but I'm uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go fact. All right, so Joe's going to go fact. Yeah. Jack's going fact, and Tom's going fiction. Unfortunately, Tom has been 100 percent correct in that one. It is a fiction. Very well done. And two, it's primarily because we haven't completed the World Cup yet. Oh, so, come yeah. on. <laughs> um, so after the Mexico South Korea game, there was there'd been 14 penalties. Now that was all. That was ahead of the entire 2014, where there was 13 penalties. That's still pretty bad. Um, and there was 15 in Mexico. So with the Harry Kane ones, we uh, not Mexico, uh, South Africa. So with the uh, Harry Kane ones, we've surpassed that. The record in this expanded format was 2002 with 18. Wow, they're definitely going to go at, at the rate they were going. They're going to get 32. Yeah, and Australia's going to win three three nil against Peru, all in penalties from mile. Yes, yeah, yeah, all on handballs in yeah, the box. Yes. Yeah, we're on. Yedidak yeah, wins the golden boot purely you know out of penalties. In soccer, I know. Um, once again, audio podcast. But in soccer, if you're in the box, right, yeah. and a cross comes in, can you raise the other player's arm up? No, <laughs> that's, that's nice. definitely <laughs> so good. <laughs> Holy like shit. a puppet. <laughs> that's that's just really like push good. Their arm up to hit the ball. I that's like that's, that's a, really good. That's an unutilized tactic. Particularly if there was no VAR, the ref would just <laughs> see a handball. <laughs> hit the elbows, boys. Hit the elbows. Oh, yeah. Christ. Okay. I think I've revolutionized soccer there. But get a. That's good for me. I wonder how you do that in FIFA. Is it like BA up or something? <laughs> no, Ooh, no, no, a challenge. It's yes. definitely a skill move. Yeah. Exactly. It's like holding L two. You've got to flick. Right, right, left, right, 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 up. Nah, yeah, yeah, skill so, moves make me really angry, right, right. man, because I don't know how to do them. I, oh, I, I you know always... what? The, the only skill move you need is the fake shot. Yeah, probably yeah that's, that's a good very one. good. Yeah. Mm. They should have a um, ref simulator. Oh my god! Well, like farming simulator, but refing sports simulator. Can't you play as the ref? So, it'd be so good. You could go to VAR. Make decisions. You know what it's kind of like. For cricket. It would be so good. Yeah. You know what it's kind of like. You know um how Pokemon mm. had all of the games for a while, and then they came out with Pokemon Snap. Yeah, Pokemon Snap was great. Which was literally just you traveling along in a cart taking, taking photos, photos of, of Pokemon. Pokemon. I really wanted it, but in hindsight. No, 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 no. You trust me. You wanted it then, and you want it now. My sister and I, when we were bored at uni, we would see how quickly we could complete the game. Our record was fifty-five minutes. But it imagine, brilliant. take take the principles of Pokemon Snap and apply it to Referee Simulator, and I think you've got some potential. How many correct decisions can you get? I feel like you didn't need Pokemon Snap to make that analogy no, 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 whatsoever. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is so delightfully off horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> I just had a flashback to Pokemon Snap because there's, yeah. and I think it's because Pokemon Snap was, in my opinion, like such a add-on to the Pokemon universe. Like, yeah, when, yeah, like yeah. cameras were never a part there, of the Pokemon universe. There was no, there was no Pokemon specific skill to taking photos. Yeah, oh, you just even, run around in your fucking bug catcher Wade, calling people to take photos of their Pokemon. Yeah, even fun. better. I figured it out. If this is not a feature in FIFA 19, we should write EA a stern letter. But imagine three players in a game, but you one player plays the referee. 
So you can referee oh, your two mates. So, so like Joey, oh. so like Joe, Joe and Jack are playing, and I'm the ref. Yes. Oh, can I can I give them cards if like really Joe funny. touches me for a, like if she if he gets upset at a decision? And it's like The Witcher where you have different dialogue options, so oh. you can like tell them to go away, or you can tell them that this is not sucker. Can you have like a career mode, but as a ref, and if you can make too many bad decisions, yeah, yeah, then you get fired. Boom. Uh, Reffing simulator. And it should 2019. be. And if, if we were doing the cricket, it should be Alim Dar. Alim Dar's. I want to be Erasmus, yeah, the silent like, man. Umpiring, is re- umpiring cricket is really enjoyable because you just sit there and, and like people appeal at you and you're like, nah, fuck off. <laughs> did, did, you guys, <laughs> did you guys get. There was uh, BBC Sport put some simulator through and they'd show uh, like some deliveries in a net and you had to decide if they were out LB or not. And then they do ball tracking and all the other stuff. And it was like, you'd see a clip and then you'd have five decisions to make a call. I'm going to go That's really cool. That's good. I, I, I said that it was really fun. I sent that link. I'm not sure. I'll send it again. This has gone off piece, but yeah. great fact or fiction, Fisher. Well Thank done. you. Thank you. Oh, here goes Palmer. He picks it out of bounds on the fall. How could anyone be that uncut? Gumnut of the week. Who is the biggest free kick in the bee's dick? This is Gumnut of the Week. And there are some great ones for y'all this week. I'm actually quite proud of mine, so I'd, I, like, I'd like to go last. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, you're going first as a result. Like, uh, do you want me to go first? Yeah, go uh, first. Okay. No. okay, I'll go first. So um, my Gumnut is a man. Okay. What colour hair does he have? Uh, can't tell. He's wearing a helmet. Uh <laughs> This man Blue. plays for the Astros in the MLB. That's such an MLB team name, isn't it? <laughs> the Astros. The, uh, the Astro um, Turfs. Yep, and uh, the Houston Astros. And uh, he, his name is Alex Bregman. Now, Alex Bregman is a, uh, a hitter. He's an outfielder for the Astros. He comes out. He bats down the order a little bit. He comes out in the second inning. He... Uh, you know, raises his bat, he gets ready, he's at the plate. He's sporting quite a terrible moustache, like a like a like a, a little bit of a piddly one, like one that you're like really proud of when you're a late teenager. Or like three days into November. Or three days into yeah. November. So he does all right. He actually gets walked. So he gets the first base, right? He didn't get a hit, he got walked. So then anyway, the, the innings finishes, third inning. Fourth inning comes out and uh, Alex takes the plate again and the pitcher takes a bit of a double take at him and just double checks who he is because this man has shaved his moustache off <laughs> during the innings break. <laughs> what do you, do you reckon the first baseman's just beating his ear about it being like, oh, where's that fucking cat? Was it annoying him? Was it a no, bet? I don't he know. Must be king this something. is the best thing. He's given no reason. <laughs> He's given absolutely zero reason. Has he acknowledged that it's shaved? Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I just shaved it. There are side-by-sides of him in the second inning and the fourth inning. And he just has not, like, no reason whatsoever. He looks like 10 years younger in one. He's just shaved. That's brilliant. Like, can you imagine, like, for example, Steve Smith, like, having, rocking a bit of a terrible mo, going to tea and then coming back clean-shaven? It's hilarious. Not the and example I've I got, would have used. I've got but no idea. Mitch Stark, Mitch Johnson, <laughs> yeah. oh, Jake Lehman. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, my gum another week for just being absolutely baffling. Uh, <laughs> he's he's uh, Jack rustling his piece of just A3 r- paper like it's 1942. 
<clears throat> My gum run of the week is world rugby. Oh, God's uh, sake. And it's for two. Haven't we had enough? <laughs> he emailed World Rugby it's at the conclusion of the game on Saturday night after about 11 beers. It's, it's for two reasons. That is one of them. Because not only did I email them trying to give them a yellow card <laughs> was, and say, why are you trying to ruin the game that I love? Was your background of your email just yellow? No, it should have been. No, no, there's one Didn't sentence which was, which was... That. Why are you trying to ruin the sport that I love? No subject. No subject. <laughs> so I gave them a yellow card, but not only that, but it bounced. <laughs> That's reason number one. Reason number two, the reason why I'm fucking annoyed by this is that number, it's basically been the whole June series, the quality of the refereeing has been really, really bad, and you look at who's actually refereeing the games, and I was like, where... Where the fuck has Nigel Owens, Wayne Barnes, and Yako Piper been? I don't even like Yako Piper, but I at least trust him to like be a solid four out of ten. You know what I mean? He'll be consistent. <clears throat> yeah. Not good. Nigel Owens, week one, assistant, Japan, Italy. Week two, assistant, Japan, Italy. Week three, ref, Japan, Georgia. <laughs> Wayne Barnes, not featured week one. Referee, week two, USA, Scotland. Referee, sorry, assistant, week three, USA, Canada. Yako Piper, week one, assistant, Argentina, Wales. Referee, uh, Argentina, Wales. And then week three, Argentina, Scotland. Prioritise your shit, people. Fuck. <laughs> Get some good referees at where the good games are. That was annoying. World rugby is fucking gum none of the week. Oofies. Um, I've just, I have one lined up and I just remembered another good one. So would you prefer a World Cup one or a tennis one? Whatever your little heart desires. Fisho, this is a competition. <laughs> what do you think is going to fucking win? I, 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 I've thrown my bid in knowing I won't win because I'm upset. Fisho, which one has a dacking? All right, then we're going to go to the World Cup. <laughs> um, so you know how last week we were trying to make Australian football great? Yes. Well, uh, we may have made some waves in Russia because Burger King want to make Russian football great. Um, Wait, a prison? No, this is fucking, <laughs> this is fucking good. Um, and basically, they were like, "All right, how do we need to do this?" Um, and then, because they're Russia, they went, "Oh, eugenics." So <laughs> the way the way what Burger is King is encouraging eugenics is they started a campaign where they said any Russian woman who gets woman who gets pregnant to a World Cup footballer gets free burgers for life. Oh my it's god, unreal. that's the most what Russian the thing that's ever going on. on. They, they've had to since come out and apologize for it. As they should. So yeah. Oh my god! I want to see the terms and conditions. Yes, <laughs> but bad man. Look, I, I don't know where it came from. I don't know what the rationale is. I don't know why Burger King felt they had to step up <laughs> for the football why that team. Felt they I had also, a role to play. I also don't know. Like, what the fuck was your tennis one? Like, what what was uh, close to that? My, my tennis one was uh, Boris Becker's being caught with a forged diplomatic passport to get out of bankruptcy. That's also quite good. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. what? All right, Joe, bring us home. <laughs> okay, boys. Um, so the England-Panama game was probably the most exciting game of the round, just in terms of the sheer number of goals that were scored. Really? Right? It was 6-1, bro. Goals that were scored. That's seven goals. Tom? Okay. No, 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 but exciting. <laughs> Like to, Jesse Lingard's goal was fucking sick. To your point before, what if you're an England fan? Oh, if you're an England fan, it was almost an orgasm. Well, if you imagine, imagine, honestly, imagine one of our missing the orgasm, <laughs> missing it. So, my gum nut is for Douglas Morton of Bristol, who travelled three thousand kilometres to watch the clash, um, and he got to the match, 
and he realised that he left his tickets in his drawer at home. <laughs> <laughs> he bumped into some journos, some English journos, and they went on Twitter and went on a rampage trying to get someone to get him a spare ticket. Uh, apparently they found him a spare ticket, but he didn't pick up his phone. <laughs> <laughs> they called him. <laughs> and so he missed the match. <laughs> Oh, no. What? Just... Oh, you had Surely. a bad day. Surely... Oh, man. That makes, me, that makes me feel better. I'm Sh- like, oh, I've yeah. had a shit day, Sh- but... Oh, well. At least you haven't left it. But, take. Surely someone can email him his tickets or something like that? He had, he had such a bad day. So, poor old Douglas Morton. If you can win one thing at least this week, I hope that it's a Gum Nut of the Week award. Yeah. All right. I'm kicking us off. I'm voting for Douglas Morton. Fuck. The big Doug. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm voting for Fisher. That's good. Good Thank on you. you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to vote for Doug as well. I wouldn't have voted for him because, like, just leaving your tickets at home, like, that's a fairly standard thing. But, but then somebody finding you a ticket and then not yeah. picking up your phone is tremendously gum nutty. Oh, I like that. Uh, okay, so I think uh, Joe's no, no, Joe. No, Joe, no, Joe, Joe has a vote. Give your credit, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, the moustache is brilliant because I can yeah. think of oh, you used a bad example right but imagine if like um, Mila Yednak shaved his beard at half time <laughs> they'd deport him they'd be like who are you what's going on um, who's this mysterious extra player you've found it's very funny yes I agree well well done Joe you're in a bit of a role didn't you win last week as well no I should have for my the spider cam guy <laughs> oh, that's yeah. right. but I was no, wrong that was awful <laughs> I was wrong no um, well, all... Jack continues his streak of being angry. So votes. He sacrifices so he can have a yell. He's like, do I want to win or have a yell? Do we want to give you a yell next time you have one of no, these? No, no. I don't need a yell. I've been yelling throughout the time. Uh, I find different things to complain about. Well, tune in next week to hear Jack complain about more things here on Gumnut Sports. <laughs>